Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Megan Henry. She is an award-winning actor, producer, and a featured author in a best-selling series based in Los Angeles. How are you doing today, Megan? Hi, Brad. I am well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us and be part of the Empowerography community. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thank you. And I really appreciate this wonderful container of of support and um, really honoring, you know, women and and everything that, that we're up to, which is wonderful. Thank you. So let's jump right in, Megan. So as mentioned, you're an award-winning actor, producer. You are also a self-proclaimed paradigm shifter, as I mentioned, an author. You're also a founding member of the Badass Do-Gooders. How long have you been working in the acting world, though? Oh, my gosh. I would say, well, that's a a two-part question. (laughs) Uh, Diligently, I would say about... It, it shifts uh-huh. seven years, okay. uh, you know, sort of one foot in, one foot out, uh-huh. much longer than that. Yeah. Okay. What inspired you or interested you to, to focus your career as an actress? Oh my gosh. Well, I think I came out of the womb, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just like, here I am. Uh, <laughs> you know, what's interesting is I was adopted uh-huh. and that, that information was introduced to me at a, at a very young age. Okay. And so I, I had an insatiable curiosity as most children do. And I think there was a, an added element, right. In, in my experience, who am I, where do I come from? Yeah. Right. And so I was craving this sense of belonging and, and, and searching for meaning and, and different potentials and possibilities of what that might look like, you know, if I know my birth parents, if, you know, if I had grown up with them, or maybe there's two families, or, you know, there was so much uh-huh. information and, and questions swirling around in my mind. And so I was always diving in to characters for right. whatever reason and, and playing in that. Did you get your questions answered? I mean, how young were you when you were told you were adopted? The first time it was presented to me, well, it it had to have been when my brother came, right? You know, there's no baby in mommy's tummy, so the jig is up. (laughs) I would say probably about three, three and a half. Yeah. And, but you know, a three-year-old, what, yeah. what can they really process? Right. No, so no, not like yeah, that for sure. Right. And then it was reintroduced to me. Uh, I want to say about seven. So 
so yeah and and each time you know obviously is 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 a bit different in terms of the way that we disseminate it and process it and all of that for sure now as i mentioned at the beginning you're you're also an award-winning producer how was that progression into dipping your toe into the the producing pool was that a natural one for you and how did that progression occur i want to say that it it was fairly natural because it's so i don't know if the word important right but it's uh-huh. really can become auspicious when we create our own opportunities. And so I, I had that opportunity to say, Hey, listen, you know, let me dip my toe in and get on board and and learn what you do and see if this is, you know, something that I can also expand into. Uh And, uh, and I've had a wonderful experience on two short films. In fact, Mm -hmm. one of them, uh, there were three producers and Uh each of us have a very different opinion uh, and we'll probably get into this later about a, a socially conscious, um, it was a socially conscious short film. And so right. it was wonderful to come together and to collaborate, which I don't know how often this is happening. And I would love to see more of it where we can really get uncomfortable and, and allow people to, you know, share their opinions without shaming and blaming them and, and get curious about where, where do we intersect here? Where, how can we expand the conversation with greater love and compassion? I love those types of conversation where you can, you're not held against a wall, so to speak, for your opinions or your thoughts. It's just like a free flowing conversation. Everyone has their different opinions and you can, yeah. you can still appreciate the other people's opinions, but it makes for amazing conversation. Well, it does. And I think, you know, people want to be witnessed, right? We all want to feel loved and heard and seen and significant. And so how do we, you know, renounce without resisting? Yeah. uh, Denounce without demonizing Mm -hmm. and get into those uncomfortable and yet delicious shadows where all of the magic is to heal, to alchemize, to transmute, and then to integrate. Yeah, for sure. So being a producer, what is your favorite part about that? My gosh. Well, in my experience, uh, the, the first film that I produced, it was, it was all of the delicious messiness of, you know, things not showing up on time, uh-huh. um, just sort of having to like reconfigure the day and and watching how everything sort of coalesces right in a a problem solving energy space that was really interesting and you know really for me again it was having the opportunity to to come together and to to get uncomfortable like the one film I told you about while I may not necessarily have preferred the direction or you know the the particular narrative that was shown I'm willing to get uncomfortable and to go yes but that's okay because this is a starting off place right to have a conversation and I I am willing to you know tell a story perhaps from another vantage point and and get uncomfortable and see what I can learn or Mm. you know shift into or away from or whatever so I think that you have 
an interesting opportunity in the producer space to do that if you choose. Mm -hmm. So what excites you or is your favorite part about being an actress then? Oh my gosh. All of it. (laughs) (laughs) I, I love, as I said, just delving in, you know, I really love roles Mm -hmm. that I'm judging, right? Because there's some aspect of myself, there's something that role is inviting me into that I've either dismissed within myself, judged within myself, totally unfamiliar with. And so it's, it's getting into that vortex of discomfort and yumminess or shame or pain or whatever it is, and really working through that, right? And allowing myself to be completely open and available to the consciousness of this character and to see where that takes me. And if I'm, you know, doing my job correctly and doing the role of service, man, it's just a magical ride. You don't know where the <laughs> hell you're going to go. <laughs> I love it. I love your enthusiasm. Amazing. <laughs> Do you remember what your first paying gig as an actress was? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So it was, you know, eons ago mm-hmm. and it was an independent film. Mm-hmm. And I was um, playing a witness for some, I don't know, I, I want to say it was sort of sci-fi and she had seen things and she was, you know, warning, you know, the, the detectives, you know, something's going on, you know, I'm not, I'm not nuts here. Yeah. And I remember that my manager at the time called me and he said, okay, Megan, well, they, you know, they booked you, you've got the gig. And I said, oh my gosh, are you sure you know, they're going <laughs> to, they're, they're going to pay me. And he says, well, yeah, that's sort of what this whole thing's about. You know? <laughs> and I went, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, and you just, I felt so elated and such a sense sure. of, of validation, you know, sure. and of course intimidation because now somebody's throwing money at you. Yes. So by God, you know, well now what? You better perform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's understandable. Which do you prefer then, acting or producing? Oh my God, you can't ask a Libra this. <laughs> um, I, you know, they're, they're so very different. They're, it's different energy. It's both of it. Now, if you were going to tell me, you know, you absolutely have to pick one or, you know, you're never going to be allowed to own a, a nice pair of shoes again. Well, then I, I sure I, I would probably pick the acting, but both of it is is something that I'm very much interested in. Yeah. 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 Now you had co-produced a short film called Good Guys with Guns. Can yes. you talk to us a bit about that film and what it's all about, what the inspiration behind it was? Well, I I can't speak to the director and the writer's inspiration, but I, I can speak to mine. And that was the film that I had mentioned earlier. Yes. You know, I I believe in my friend and I support him and he's He's always up to something interesting and cutting edge, leading edge. And at first it was very difficult for me to get behind it because, you know, it, it, it was presented in a specific way. You know, the narrative was a specific way, but there was, there was this nagging. I don't want to say nagging. There was this invitation, right? There's something here. There's an opportunity here for me to get uncomfortable and to come on board something that may or may not be exactly what you know I want to present to the world but I'm a big big proponent of the sacred intelligence of inclusion which actually holds space with compassion for diverse thought right so how this is a wonderful opportunity for me to jump in 
and really play in that space of what is there for me to learn here? Maybe I've had, you know, a myopic perspective and how can I expand and grow and then offer that opportunity for other people while also honoring, right, the the opinions of the other producers and just other people, you know, in the world, really. So it it was about, without giving too much away, it's a interpretation of what may or may not happen Mm-hmm. When too many, you know, good guys with guns, you know, what can that look like in a particular scenario? Yeah. And and it was super interesting being on the festival circuit mm-hmm. because really you do find that that most people are are in the middle. And it's about having, which I think this has done a wonderful job of, you know, offering, really expanding the conversation. You know, who was that... Um, that famous quote, I believe it was Einstein. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I'm right. That said something to the effect of you cannot solve a solution in the same frequency with which it was created. We're having a lot of circular conversations yeah. and we have to go deeper and expand, right? Because all of the conversations we're having is just bringing us back to that impasse. Exactly. So where can people see this film? Where can they check it out? Mm. I believe it is on Prime. Okay. Amazon Prime. Again, I'm I could be curious. I'd like to check that out. I mean, it's, it's, he, it's, yeah, it's, um, I believe it's five minutes and it's definitely, you know, packs a punch. It's, it's impactful. And so, well, it's a topic you know, that needs to be discussed. As you said, we need to go deeper with that conversation for sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've said there's a need for higher consciousness within the entertainment industry. Can you tell us a bit about that and why you think that's needed? Yeah, and perhaps I try not to to use words that feel judgy. So I think there's there's an opportunity there, right, in the entertainment industry that can be on the leading edge often and have the finger on the pulse of of the zeitgeist and what's going on in the world and who we're being and what we're choosing consciously or unconsciously. You know, I think it's really an opportune moment to explore who we really are because we're so often taught who we're not. Now, this is, of course, my opinion. And by that, I mean, you know, we're taught that we're these mortal, you know, human beings and we're not. We're, I believe we're multidimensional beings of light and love having a human experience. It's one of the greatest experiments probably, you know, in all of the universe. And so what is possible? Who are we beyond the spaces and places of our stories, right? How can we get into that? How can we, you know, tell stories also that are highlighting and illuminating that which is uncomfortable, that which wants to come to the surface And really get in there and understand with compassion, with more love and expand beyond the limitation that we've held ourselves in, which has all been wonderful and perfect, right? Wonderful things have been birthed. Yeah. But I believe, and I heard a a wonderful conversation with Neil Donald Walsh, who is the author of um, the series Conversations with God. And I don't know if you've ever read them, but they're just absolutely beautiful transmissions. And- you know, he said so eloquently that really humans were in our infancy. 
we haven't even begun to scratch the surface of understanding who we really are. Oh yeah. I can see that. Yes. Right. And that, you know, we've moved through the world with struggle and chaos and angst. Mm -hmm. And again, there's no judgment. Everything serves a purpose. Yeah. Can we trust that life will be just as interesting as we're moving through our process of discovering self and, you know, connection to all there is, can we trust that it will be just as juicy and electrifying and exciting without the trauma and the drama and the struggle? I don't know. I think that makes up part of of the whole (laughs) thing, right? I mean, that's, that's all part and parcel of it. That's part of being a human. That's part of everyone's story. Everyone has struggle and drama and trauma and whatnot in their lives. And that's what, shapes us as humans oh well absolutely and also do we have to you know pain is inevitable although do we have to lock down Mm -hmm. into well this is terrible versus welcoming everything with oh my god where is there an opportunity to to reclaim greater power Mm -hmm. not hierarchical power to be clear but where is there an opportunity to reclaim greater truth well i think that's part of it right is that people tend to not look at things that way. I mean, you don't get light without the darkness. You don't know pain without pleasure. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's an interesting paradigm and it's part of, of the journey. It's all part of it. I mean, that's how we learn. That's how we get through life, but people don't see it for what it is though. People, I guess some people just want to get through life without that struggle or they don't take it as a learning lesson. Sure. Yeah. Now, you're a self-proclaimed paradigm shifter. (laughs) Why have you given yourself this title? Tell us about that. Actually, I wish I could take credit for it. I like to say delicious disruptor as well. Uh, Somebody else. (laughs) I like that one too. (laughs) Yeah, right? Does it feel juicy and yummy and like naughty in some way? Um, Somebody said, oh, you're you're a a paradigm shifter. And I thought, oh, I like that. Well, it's interesting that we're segueing now, coming off the conversation that we had. So, Hopefully I don't go too far in the weeds here, esoterically. <laughs> okay. Just pull me back. Um, <laughs> go, go, to, go. <laughs> sort of to touch on everything that we've been speaking about. I personally believe, and I have to be careful to say that because I don't want to make generalizations, that we aren't here to learn lessons. It feels like lessons. Yeah. But to me, lesson has a connotation of punishment or you're not good enough or there's something you have to earn or prove. No, we're here to remember who we are. Interesting. Yeah. And I also believe that, as I said before, to which I had the the wonderful opportunity to speak about in the book that I was a part of, celebrate everything. Now, it doesn't mean, yay, I broke my foot. I have to love it or, you know, more please or, but, but (laughs) simply, I mean, unless that's fun for you, I did want to break my foot actually years ago when I was a gymnast and I broke the damn thing. And then I had a cast and I was annoyed because I had it all played out in my head. Oh, it's going to be, I'm going to wear a brace only, right? We try to control and the universe is like, haha. My father goes, well, was that fun? Cause you got what you wanted. I'm like, no, <laughs> not um, at all. <laughs> no. Celebrate it. It shows you how powerful, right? We really are. But so I really believe that, that when we can open up our, our systems and see everything as serving us, right? Everything is an opportunity to expand, as I touched upon earlier. But it yeah. is important to feel the feelings. As you 
said earlier, which I so agree with, we did come for the emotions. We did Mm -hmm. come to feel and to experience what this physical realm is. And within that, right, I believe that our our journey of self-realization, our journey into God self, universe self, can be a turn on. We can be turned on by that which we don't like, and we can be turned on by that which we do. And to use that as alchemy. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And um, there there are a lot of experts that actually uh, teach that. I believe there's a book called Existential Kink, and I don't remember the author's name, but she's, I believe she's a PhD. And she really Mm -hmm. talks about, you know, everything in your life, whether you like it or don't like it, the patterns, the habitual, you know, the procrastination, all of that, there's something that's serving you. You're getting turned on by it in some way, whether you're aware of it or not. So now let's really lean into that, right? It's not that we want to stay in that perceived limitation, but, and this is of course my own interpretation of, of her brilliance, but let's learn how to work with it so we can move through it, feel it, shift it, because, you know, energy is never created nor destroyed. It right. simply moves. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So while you're in it, enjoy it. Re- mm-hmm. Revel in it. Enjoy it. Be, just be in the moment. Yeah. It's like, yes, this is happening for me. It may feel shitty, right? S- sweet surrender can feel like shit a lot yes. of the time. But I understand there's greater awareness here. There's a greater opportunity. If I stay open to the magic, to the higher perspective, which may not come in five minutes, yeah. but you're staying in possibility and you're reclaiming your sovereignty well, in that, that moment. That's a big part of it, right? The mindset shift of this is happening for me, not to me. Yes. That's a right. big, big part of it. And that's where the whole thing starts, I think, because we so often look at it. Why is this happening to me? And don't see right. it happening for you and what else can come out of this, right? Right. We need to we need to shift that mindset, shift the thinking around that when these things which, do happen. Absolutely, which actually I believe is where the 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 heart mind coherence really comes in. Yes, I would agree with that for sure. Now, Megan, you're a founding member of the Badass Do-Gooders. Can you tell us a bit about the Badass Do-Gooders, what that's all about? Yeah. The Badass Do-Gooders is a, to me, it's a sacred community. And I believe that we're, we're going to see more of that. And my interpretation and experience in the sacred community. So we're shifting out of collectively, mm-hmm. maybe slower than we'd like to see, um, but we're shifting out of competition and into collaboration and community in the sense that everybody in this particular container, this group of badass do-gooders, and there's entrepreneurs, there are healers, there are artists, you know, all, all different industries, it's Mm -hmm. co-ed and it's, it's about how do we honor the genius in, in everybody and how do we amplify that within ourselves and each other, right? From a space of of just total love. We don't need anything from each other. We're whole and complete. We're not trying to fix each other or tear somebody down. There's zero competition. There's plenty of space for everybody, right? To be successful and to be in their light. And so that's what's just been so wonderful is to feel that 
texture of absolute love. You can feel that somebody is holding the space for you, even if you don't necessarily know them mm-hmm. um, or if you haven't had a chance to meet them because we're all over um, all over the world, right. which is wonderful. And so I believe we're going to start to see more of this, just that loving container of possibility and support. I love that. I think that's amazing. And it is, I mean, it's always, I mean, it took me a while to get, and this, I think this also speaks to mindset again, a mindset shift where we need to get around, get our heads around that, that there is more than enough work jobs, whatever the case may be, everybody. I mean, me being a photographer, the first year and a half of my business, I was always focused on competition. I was worried about Mm -hmm. the other photographers and what they're doing. But once that mindset shift happened, I'm telling you, Megan, the whole world opened up. Things changed completely. I was getting more inquiries. I was getting more bookings. And if we could just convince more people to shift that mindset and shift that thinking to community over competition, community, you always win. You cannot lose with community. You just can't. It's impossible. No, absolutely not. And, and isn't that beautiful that you had that shift because, you know, look, a lot of, a lot of what people do, you could say every industry is quote unquote, you know, which is a, a, a lower frequency term no judgment, but you know, oh, this industry is oversaturated. Well, so what? Oh, yeah. We, yeah. So much, so much information and wisdom is recycled, if you will, but yes. it, it, it expresses through each of us with different nuance. That's and there's right. an audience for that because right. we don't all, you know what I mean? Trees look different for God's yes. sakes. They've got 20,000 branches and they're all different and it's all perfect yeah. and desirable, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I mean, we don't all see things the same. I mean, speaking to photography, no one else sees things the way I do. No one else has an eye like mine. So there is more than enough work for everybody. Same with acting, producing, Mm -hmm. there is more than enough to go around. And the sooner, I think the sooner we get our heads around that, the better off the world will be because competition is not a good thing. I mean, I say for me, the only competition I have is myself. As long as I can look back and see that I've improved and I'm getting better at what I'm doing, that's the only competition. Right. It's just, it needs that mindset shift needs to happen. Absolutely. Well, it's, you know, I always like to say everybody's a genius and nobody's special. And by that, I mean, you know, as you said, we all are gifted and, yeah. you know, are here to serve our, our light and our talent. And yeah. there's more than enough and nobody's special because we're all beholden That's to the right. same universal law, which really, as you said, it, it is our mindset. It's whatever we think is yeah. right now. There's a few absolute truths without getting of into, course. you know, existentialism. But if you think you can't, you can't, you know, yeah. um, if you think that you're abundant and you have a lot to offer and that, you know, great, then that's what's going to show up for you. That's but right. it's like you said, how do we encourage people into operating? from that space well i think it's it starts with communities like the badass do-gooders i think that's a brilliant idea and i think we need more of that in the world for sure well I and i want to where give, it starts absolutely and i want to give a shout out to um seek smith because this is her this is her genius right this is part yeah. of her her gift is is connecting people and and the visionary that she is and so mm-hmm. i wanted to make sure that uh, we honor that yeah for sure so 
how was the experience of co-authoring or being a contributing author to the book, One Habit, How to Thrive in a Post-COVID World? Oh my gosh, I was elated and very intimidated, you know, because this has been a best-selling series. I'm not sure what volume of book this is in the series, but it's been around for a while and, and there's some really notable, formidable, uh, you know, leaders and uh, entrepreneurs and visionaries that are part of this series. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, what am I going to have to contribute? And uh, so it was really a, a wonderful opportunity to get deliciously uncomfortable (laughs) and, you know, throw caution to the wind and just speak from the heart. And thankfully, you know, it made it into the book and yeah, it's just, it's really wonderful to, to feel, you know, talk about again, a sacred community. Everybody's been so wonderful and giving and some of us, you know, still speak to one another and, you know, what do you need? How can I help you? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's it's been a really wonderful journey so far. Yeah, and it, it's community, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's that, there's that C word. I love it. <laughs> to date, Megan, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? That's a good question. What is my... Okay. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm getting emotional, which I'm an actor. So that's great. Right. We yes, have to make sure right. my, my instrument, but also as a human, it's wonderful to be emotional. I, for me personally, part of my soul journey has been really embodying, aligning with knowing and allowing self-love. Amazing. And I had a really visceral palpable without getting into too much of the details. Cause I want to keep some of it sacred, but I, I did have a moment a while back where I literally surrendered and it felt like a death. There probably was an aspect of me that died on the astral plane somewhere because surrender and letting go does feel very scary. I have never allowed myself to let go to that degree. And I was completely enveloped in the arms of divine love. And that's who we are. Uh Amazing. Yeah. That's got to be beyond words for description. I, I mean, I, there are no words. Yeah, I can't. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's not a concept. Mm-hmm. It's an embodiment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful, Megan? Sass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, it is a super, no, if I think about that, I mean, that is one, (laughs) I'm great at off the cuff, short, sassy speeches, you know, I, I want to say that it is tenacity Mm -hmm. and my, that insatiable curiosity from, from when I was younger and, and, and hearing that I'm adopted. Well, what does that mean? Who am I, but not Mm -hmm. who am I, the small self? who am I in, in the, the, you know, grander scale Mm -hmm. of, of this universe and the all. And so that's really allowed me to keep expanding and, um, and uh, aligning, if you will. Mm -hmm. Speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? Full expression in any given moment. I love that. What is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? 
other than let go. <laughs> yeah, other let, than it let it go. go. <laughs> Good lord. Um, how? Let me think about that for a moment. The, the best pieces. Of the, best, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, let it go for me has yeah. been a big, a big one. Don't you know who you are is not the things that you do, mm-hmm. right? It, yes. it can be a reflection, but you're valuable simply because you exist. Yeah. Everyone has value. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you do not have to earn it. You don't have to prove your right to exist in a physical body. Throw all that out the window, unless it's serving you. Yeah. Yeah. What is one of your favorite quotes? Hmm. One of my favorite quotes, you know, I love, I hopefully I'm not butchering this. I think it's from Voltaire, you know, fortune favors the bold. Yeah. You know, have the courage to be who you are and you Mm. will be rewarded beyond your wildest dreams. For sure. And like that ties into let it go. Just let it go. Yeah. Everything fall and just be who you genuinely authentically are. Right. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? (laughs) When I am continuously allowing myself to fully express um, in any given moment and, and allowing myself to be witnessed. So I'll give you a quick example. I was, um, having a conversation with somebody and really that I didn't know all that well and really moving through an old limiting belief. It was a new layer of that belief that was coming up to be alchemized. And it was really, really uncomfortable. And it had to do with me feeling embarrassed about my life and what I've not accomplished, you know, all the things that, that, that the ego says, well, you should be this, that, and the other thing. And instead of hiding from it, I sat there And I cried and I said, I feel, I was calm, but I said, this is really uncomfortable. Yes, I'm embarrassed and I'm allowing you to see this as I move through this. And while the outcome wasn't necessarily nurturing and there's no right or wrong, good or bad, Mm -hmm. in hindsight, it was beautiful because I allowed myself to be me and to move through that layer and to get uncomfortable. And so that was a paradigm shift. Awesome. Yeah. Just be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. What was a turning point in your life and how did it affect you? A turning point in my life, it was my early 20s. And I, like many people, was in the throes of a really debilitating depression. And I wasn't quite ready to check out, but I felt very hopeless and I very confused. And that somehow, by the grace of God, led me down this spiritual odyssey and this journey of self-realization that I've been on and it's been tremendous. Wow. Life altering for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was eating Cheetos out of a, (laughs) no, not Cheetos, Cheerios with, you know, um, morsels, you know, chocolate chips. I don't think I'd wash my hair in a month. I mean, it was a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're here on the other side of it, so that's that's what matters. <laughs> yeah, and I don't mean to downplay it. No, I mean, no, I'm being no, funny, but it, it was 
it was, you know, we, we all have our own experience with that, Absolutely. but it, you know, it gets, it gets much, much worse, but yeah, I, j- I felt catatonic in a lot right. of ways. And uh, here I am. Here you are on the other side. <laughs> on a spiritual <laughs> Who have been the three most influential people in your life? Would you say? Well, I have to say, of course, my parents, right? Mm-hmm. Because we, we learn so much, yeah. right. From our, from our upbringing and our home life. And it's hard for me to narrow it down to three. It's, it's really been all of these wonderful, wise sages that have introduced me to greater understanding of who I am. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Mm. Sovereign. Again, I keep coming back to full expression. I think it's so important for all of us to have the courage to allow that for ourselves. For sure. Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section. So the next okay. questions will just be like one, two, three word answer type things. Okay. Megan, what makes you smile? Flowers. How would you describe yourself in one word? <laughs> Sassy. <laughs> there we go. I was waiting for that one. Early bird or night owl? Good God. Depends on the day. Early bird. If you're writing your autobiography, what would the title be? Perfect. My initials are meh, right? Who knew? Mm. So, <laughs> you know, from from meh to magical, my journey from transactional to transfer meh, Chanel living. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what's the first thing you notice about a person? Eyes. Aside from necessities, what's one thing you just could not go without? Chocolate. What's the first thing you think when I say the word future? <sighs> Magic. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? Greater love. What's your favorite stress-reducing activity? Punching and kicking. A bag, (laughs) of course. Martial arts. All right. (laughs) If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good God. A warning label. Deadly curves, <laughs> dangerous curves, dangerous, dangerous curves. It's <laughs> one thing you want but cannot buy with money. One thing I want but cannot buy. Yeah, self-love. If you had a theme song that played every time you walked into a room, what song would that be? Danger Zone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a theme here. <laughs> uh, you know, it's all in good fun. Yes, of course. That concludes our rapid fire section. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? That is a good question. Um, Do you feel that time is quote, you know, running out for you as, as a woman in Hollywood, which of course me being a delicious disruptor would say, fuck no. Okay. There we go. I was just going to say, what's your answer to that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. How would you like to be remembered? Love, playful, a delicious disruptor. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Probably a lawyer because I love to argue. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> if you could sit down and have a one hour conversation with anyone in the world, alive or dead, mm. who would it be and why? You know, I'm two people. I'm fascinated by the love story of Yeshua and or Jesus and Mary Magdalene. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What's your personal motto, Megan? Hmm. When you are in service to your light, you are in service to all. I love that. That's great. What would you say is one of your biggest failures or teachable moments, shall we call it? And what did you learn from it? Waiting for other people to anoint me and to choose me. And we're here to anoint ourselves, you know? Uh Very wise. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Have more fun. This isn't, don't take it all so seriously. It's, it's literally a dream. I love that. We do. We do get caught up in it. Just end up taking life so seriously. Yeah. To relax a little bit, have fun with it because we're only here for a short time. Absolutely. You know, like, how can we make life more sexy? At least for me. Yeah, for sure. Lastly, Megan, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Hmm embrace every curve angle and shadow because your fullest expression is your greatest contribution. I love that. Megan, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey. I appreciate you and I appreciate you being part of the empowerography community. Thank you. This was so much fun. It was, it was an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thank you for sharing your viewpoints and, your thoughts and your opinions. I I truly appreciate you being here and being part of the community. Oh, thank you. And I I appreciate this platform and this opportunity. And again, just giving women a voice, you know, is so, so important, especially now. That's, I was just going to say, this is needed now more than ever and the timing couldn't be better. So I, I love what I do. I love being able to connect Mm. and have conversations with amazing women like yourself. It's, so incredibly inspirational. Every conversation is, I pull inspiration from every single one of your stories and it's just amazing. I'm in awe of all of you. You're all amazingly beautiful human beings. Thank you. Well, and what's beautiful too, is I really do feel your authenticity. You know, this doesn't feel contrived. Oh, this is what I should be doing because this is, you know, the thing. No, I really feel that love and that curiosity and the reverence, right? And yes. um, it's it's beautiful, right, for the divine masculine and the divine feminine to dance and hold space for each other. And for sure. so I really feel that, and I thank you. Well, it's my honor and my pleasure. So once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Megan Henry. She is an award-winning actor and producer and a featured author in a best-selling series. She's based in Los Angeles, California. Thank you so much, Megan. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you, Brad. Same to you. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca. Follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.